This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany. Hey girl, hey. Hello. How you doing over there? I'm good. I'm here. Hey. I'm making it. We're breaking it. Yeah, we're that. I don't know. I, hopefully not breaking it. Those are rhyming don't, words. Don't, don't break stuff. <laughs> That's what Ashton tells me all the time now when I say something that rhymes. Mom, those are rhyming words. Good job, son. Yes, they are. For the 20th time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Way to rhyme. Ah. Ah. Look, Mom. (laughs) Okay. It is episode 108. Mm -hmm. Conspiracy theories. Oh, this is a fun episode. Um, I chose a more serious one. I did not. I needed a break. But yours is going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> no. Hopefully. <laughs> and there are lots of conspiracy theories out there, and some of Boy. them we deemed important enough to do entire episodes on. So don't be like, why did they do this? Yeah. Ah. We have comic tits. Yeah. But there will be whole episodes on some yeah. of the more in-depth things in the future. So don't come at us. Yeah. We know what we're doing. Just chillax. I mean, we sort of Sometimes. know. Sometimes. We sort of know what we're doing. There's a method to this madness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> go to the socials <laughs> and go look at shenanigans and mind teasers and memes and fun stuff and guess that cryptid. All the things she just said. And there's one more thing that they can see. <laughs> I'm day treats because I it's <laughs> it's hot <hump> day. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it back. We'll get it back, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. Well, what do you have for us today? Mars? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really sure. Okay, so Britt sent me this really pretty drink um, earlier in the week. We can share the recipe. Yeah, we'll share the recipe. It didn't turn out like it looks, and I'm assuming it's because I don't have a light underneath it. That's why. We're going to say that. Yeah, yeah I'm going to yeah. say that. It didn't mix properly, but it it's still pretty. It's purple. It's called Witch Please. Which please? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'll post the recipe. It's got vodka and rum and blue curacao and grenadine and Sprite mm-hmm. and ice. And ice, ice, baby. Yeah. Too cold. So. <laughs> Why am I the way that I am? <laughs> I can't focus. Okay, I'm done. So for the treat part. <laughs> It might be a little bit of a stretch, but I'm going to make it work. Okay? Okay. So I was looking for something to snack on. And really, I was looking for, like, Halloween cupcakes or something. To go with the witch, please. Yeah. I found some little monster-type-esque. One-eyed monsters? One-eyed. <laughs> One-eyed monster cu- jumbo cupcakes. <laughs> Them jumbo one-eyed monsters. Jumbo. We have jumbo one-eyed monsters. <laughs> 
You did that. It goes with my case. Okay. Wait. (laughs) Wow. All right. Wait, wait, wait. wait. She really did need a break from the serious stuff. (laughs) Well, I just realized I'm about to give what I'm doing away. Okay. We're having lizard people cupcakes. (laughs) (laughs) They're supposed to be lizard people. (laughs) One-eyed lizard people. (laughs) There. There it is. So ugly, they're cute. Yeah, it's like a troll doll. It's so ugly, it's cute. Yeah. Like a pug. (laughs) It's so true. Pugs are so ugly. But they're so cute at the same time. I don't get it. Why they breathe like that? I don't know. I apologize to your ears. <laughs> I'm so glad we don't video this <laughs> once again. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's your hump day treat. Everybody happy humping? Happy humping. Go get yourself a, <laughs> a one-eyed monster one-eyed, for your hump day treat. A, a, one, a jumbo one-eyed monster. Grab one of them jumbo one-eyed monsters and a happy humping. <laughs> God. And we're canceled. Yep. Yep. That, that's how we lost our podcast right yep, there. There that goes. Okay. Well, just because. For those of you who are, who are still here. Thank you. And I'm sorry. And here we go. Let's, let's talk about some conspiracy theories. So the one I chose is a good one. I didn't expect to choose. Oh, really? How did yeah, you happen upon it? Well, like I was just. Sifting through all the conspiracy theories, and of course the ones that I wanted to do were, um, a lot of them were like, we should do a full episode on that, because that's like a whole oh, thing. Yeah. And I came across this one, and I passed it up and kept looking, and, but nothing seemed quite as... Ooh. Yeah. Like, okay, so I get it, I get it. I'm do that doing... Too. <laughs> I'm covering... <laughs> the Death of Princess Diana... Because there are a lot of conspiracy theories I am surrounding here for her death. Now, I'm all about it. Full disclosure. Okay. I am not one of those royal family people. I don't follow I, royal family things because I don't care. I did when Kate first came into the picture because I thought she was awesome. And I got up at, what, 3 o'clock in the morning to watch the wedding oh, and all geez, that Louise, shit. Louise. No, thank you. I did. Please. But I, after that, I just kind of, eh. I just, I don't care. <laughs> wow <laughs> they're well they're just i know what you mean <laughs> they're people they are they don't have magical powers no and we don't look at our leaders that way <laughs> well they're not even really leaders <laughs> they lead that's nothing why, that's why i giggled <laughs> they lead nothing quote, and there's nothing leaders i just I, they're just people yeah they're just people and so like i'm not one of those people that follows the royal family. So a lot of this, and I was so young when this happened that, oh yeah, with this, you definitely were. So I didn't, I didn't care about that. That was not, yeah, that, that was not your, um, everyday (laughs) life goals. (laughs) I had heard some of these, but I didn't like know a lot of these little details. So this was a very like informative thing for me and i kind of got into it and here we are well hell i was like what 17 16 so i remember it too but i was 12 i I remember i didn't dive into it i mean i cared but 
I was 11. I was 11. So I remember it happening. So but you were I, watching I SpongeBob and I was trying to get drunk with my friends. <laughs> what did you watch at 12 or 11? What? Saved by the Bell. Yeah. 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 Every day after school. In the morning while I was getting ready. And then I watched the Brady Bunch too. I did not watch the I Brady did. Bunch. And Power Rangers and some other shit. I watched Power Rangers. Kids but that Incorporated. Because my brother, we did not have Disney. Oh, well. <laughs> we were not privileged enough to have Disney, okay? <laughs> but now you have my passcode. <laughs> I watched a lot of, well, no, I have Disney now as an oh, adult. Yeah. But as a child, we couldn't afford Disney. We just had basic. But uh, I watched <laughs> a lot of, like, Are You For The Dark and mm, Goosebumps. Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon. All, yeah. I was all about some Nickelodeon. So I watched that kind of stuff. Okay. I loved Are You For The Dark. That was so good. They need yeah. to bring that back. So that's the kind of shit I was watching. I was not watching the Royals. <laughs> no. No, I didn't. I'm super care. excited that they're bringing Goosebumps back on October 13th. Y'all know what else we're doing on October 13th? <laughs> that was a huge, <laughs> like, <laughs> We went for a tattoo consult today. <laughs> Amanda looks like she's My about to piss on herself. She's so excited. might be a little happy. <laughs> Just a tad. <laughs> We're going to go get tattoos on Friday the 13th. Fuck yeah, we are. Just for shits and gigs. Yeah, we've had these on, in our... For a while. Photos for a little bit. Yeah. I'm ready. What's happening? Stick me. That's what she said. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's just as good. Okay. Wow. Anyways. No, not really. It's not. But, you know. Okay. <laughs> Is she red yet? Is there brain matter coming out of my ears? Not yet, but I'm trying. <laughs> okay, Princess Diana. Celebrity deaths have inspired an entire genre of conspiracy theories, particularly the death of Princess Diana. So, in case you don't know what she looks like and you, you know, lived under a rock, let's go ahead and look at a picture. It's the one I label princess because it's a very princessy picture. Oh, I love this photo. She's got on her gorgeous tiara and the most ginormous earrings oh that God. probably make her earlobes hurt. She's amazing. And her megawatt smile. I love her. She's fantastic. She always Does she ever do so anything wrong? Ever in uh, her life? Yeah, because she's a people. Um, well, sure. All the peoples do wrong things. But she's gorgeous and makes it look effortless. Makes she's being so a princess classic. look effortless. Yeah. yeah. Like a British Jackie-o. Mmm. There you go. Mm -hmm. These theories are empowering for people, allowing them to become DIY detectives. <laughs> These quote-unquote detectives <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> approach a case having already arrived at their conclusion. Mm -hmm. They already know what happened or, you know, quote-unquote know what happened. In celebrity deaths, this usually means murder by someone who seemingly benefits from the death. An official inquiry from law enforcement asks what happened. The conspiracy detective, on the other hand, asks who benefits from what happened. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. That was so princess-like. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anything to please my people. Oh, God. <laughs> Anywho. Yeah. <laughs> On the night of August 31st, 1997, Diana, Princess of Wales, was killed in a fatal car crash in Paris, and the effects would be felt around the world. Princess Diana was proclaimed dead less than four hours later. Her partner and the driver didn't survive either. 
Then Princess Diana's funeral was held on September 6th, 1997. Her death led to a global outpouring of grief and media attention. For some people, what happened that night wasn't simply a tragic accident. Instead, it was the result of some kind of conspiracy conducted secretly by agents of the British state. Much of the public reaction criticized the royal family for what many saw as an unfeeling response to the sudden death of the Prince of Wales' former wife. Mm-hmm. They're like, mm, y'all ain't sad enough. Yeah. Something's wrong. But, you know, we've learned, especially as of late, that a lot of, like, people react to yeah. grief and trauma in much different ways. Yeah, I don't take any way that people react to grief as odd because... You never know. Some people lash out. Some yeah, people act everybody super does crazy. It different. Some people are stoic. Some people cry. Some people don't. Some people giggle. <laughs> Nervous laughter. <laughs> like there's, there's so many different ways that people will react to trauma and grief that I don't think you can yeah. lump that in. And especially if you're in the public eye, I'm sure that makes that even more. Because uh, you know everybody's watching you, mm-hmm. judging how you're reacting, right? <laughs> So it might make you a little self-conscious yeah. and maybe a little stoic and emotionless. I would, I would just stay at home. Same. Yeah. No comment. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> the shock of Diana's death also sparked countless conspiracy theories. Decades later, many have not given up the idea that Diana may have been the victim of a plot. Unexpected events such as deaths or accidents are a breeding ground for conspiracy theories, which allow people to make sense of the confusion by finding evidence, coincidences, and someone to blame. Kind of like that. If you go looking for something, you're going to find it. You're going to find it. Yeah. Yeah. The circumstances of Diana's death were confusing and chaotic at the time because of likely mistakes and human error. For years, conspiracy theorists have raised questions asking, why did the ambulance take so long to get to the hospital? Mm. Why did emergency responders clear the tunnel so quickly? And why were the surveillance cameras not working? Monkey dink, maybe? Yeah, well, that's what they were talking about, being like human error, like... I mean, cameras don't work all the time, or they weren't recording, or, mm-hmm. you know. Especially in 1997. Yeah. that And yeah. they'd be grainy as fuck anyway. You wouldn't see nothing. <laughs> it wouldn't matter. You have a very good point. A mind primed to look for conspiracy will say these were deliberate actions to worsen Diana's condition or hide evidence of a murder. Reality, often the case with conspiracy theories, is usually more simple. The conclusion was that Diana's death was the result of a tragic accident, not a conspiracy. That's what uh, officials yes. believed. Yes. Numerous reports, investigations, and experts have all agreed with the official account of events. That Diana had been in a car driven by a man who was drunk, and that failing, as well as other institutional ones, allowed for the tragedy to happen. But others still believe that something more secretive and intentional happened that night. The conspiracy theories take a number of other forms, but all claim to point to the same fundamental belief— that someone wanted to kill Diana, and they helped orchestrate that night's fatal crash. So we're going to get into <laughs> yeah, let's, 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 some, but not all. Okay, okay. The yeah, theories. some of them are very, come There's on not now. enough information, and yeah, we don't want to make a super long episode, so. Well, and why draw attention to the ones that are obviously, like, not supported by evidence or, yeah, yeah. When there is a lack of irrefutable evidence, insider speculation can act as a replacement. Mohammed Al-Fayed, 
father of Diana's lover, Dodie, who also died in the crash, publicly accused the royal family of murder. Mm-hmm. I have a picture of Diana and Dodie. They didn't have a lot of, like, official pictures together. No, but this is cute. This is them on the beach, just chilling, living their best life. Look, no offense, but I like this matchup better. <laughs> Charles is just not. <laughs> He's so bagoo. <laughs> He's just not. He's so bagoo. Okay. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so vain when I say that, but I just no. They just look not, better together. Like they just—it's not mesh. even just his looks. No, it's his personality. He's, it's the way he speaks. He's just bagoo, man. Ugh. Like, I just don't see him having fun. Ever. He's never had fun. I don't. He's never had. fun. He may have cracked a smile like once. He does not listen to Cheryl Crow at all. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't do any of the cool stuff. He's Mm-mm. never watched The Craft Mm-mm. or Clueless. <laughs> all I can think about when we said that was Cheryl Crow's All I Want to Do is Have Some Fun. That's why I was like, he doesn't listen to Cheryl Crow. I, could get I was kind of wondering where that came from. Because I don't get two shits about Cheryl Crow. But I just, <laughs> just went with it. <laughs> he just made me think of that song. <laughs> Thanks for the support, friend. <laughs> all he wants to do is not have fun. Yes. Okay. He's not looking for a good beer buzz early in the morning. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Why does my brain operate (laughs) on music, movie, and TV quotes? I I just don't know why. Because how else is it supposed to? I don't know. I don't. I don't know any other way. I'd say a giant percentage of my day-to-day conversation comes from a movie, song, or TV show. Absolutely. I support you. (laughs) Thanks, Ryan. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So this this theory from Muhammad Al-Fayed and other conspiracies were so convincing and so widespread that the Met Police were forced to launch Operation Paget. All right. An inquiry to establish whether there were any truth in these theories. It lasted years, cost millions of pounds, and found that the theories were entirely without foundation and that all that happened that night was an incredibly unfortunate accident. Okay. The the report examined 175 theories about what happened that night, some of them small and some of them profound, it found that none of them were true. Still, however, those conspiracies rage. Mm-hmm. Of course. According to Mohammed Al-Fayed, um, this was the reason for the killing. Okay. Diana had become pregnant with his son's child, and that idea was unpalatable to the British state. Mr. Fayed said that the royal family, quote, could not accept that an Egyptian Muslim could eventually be the stepfather of the future king of England, end quote. And so it plotted to kill her off. Hmm. Which is sad, uh, but so I could see that. Yeah, I could see that, definitely. Um, But still fucked up. Unfortunately, that's the way mm-hmm. the world operates. Discussion of a potential pregnancy came up even before Diana died. During a holiday in France a few weeks before, some newspaper speculated that she might be pregnant. Yeah. And that speculation was buoyed up by mysterious comments Diana made about a big surprise. 
but there was no sign of pregnancy during the postmortem examination. Further tests on Diana's blood found that there was no sign of pregnancy there either, and there's no evidence even that Diana suspected she might be pregnant. Numerous close friends and others said that her cycle was normal, that she was using contraception, and she hadn't mentioned even the possibility of being pregnant to her confidants. That well, was, you just love media speculation. Yeah, just rumors. Rumor has it. <laughs> Rumor. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy theorists use different types of evidence, including so-called premonitions and psychic predictions. The main motivating factor behind this is the belief that Diana herself thought she was going to be killed. And that much, it appears, is true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chief among them is a letter that was disclosed by Paul Burrell. Burrell? 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 <laughs> We're from the country. It's Burrell. <laughs> it's Burrell. <laughs> Diana's one-time butler, who said he had been given it for sake, safekeeping. Okay. I've had too much alcohol, I think. It's a little stout. Oh, that's that's what I was going to say. Like, okay, y'all know how we normally double the recipe because we have bigger cups than what they show in the pictures? So maybe on this one you should not. Don't double the recipe. Yeah. We had to put it in a bigger cup and add some Sprite. <laughs> it, that's the stout one. She's stout. Yeah. So, here, here's the letter. Quote, Ooh. I am sitting here at my desk today in October, longing for someone to hug me and encourage me to keep strong and hold my head high. Oh, my God. I know. Break my heart. Oh, I love you. Let me give you a hug. (laughs) This particular phase in my life is the most dangerous. Mm. Redacted. There's a little redacted Uh part. I see that. Is planning, quote unquote, an accident in my car, brake failure, and serious head injury in order to make the path clear for Charles to marry. It read... The letter appears eerily intuitive, and indeed, it had history. When Diana wrote the letter, she had experienced problems with her car, had voiced fears about them, and her bodyguard had died in an accident that she believed had been a conspiracy. Diana clearly had concerns about her safety. That much isn't a conspiracy theory. Right, right. But there appears to be no official suggestion that she would actually be killed, even if there was animosity between some members of the royal family and Diana. So I I didn't realize I had cut this part out, but she had a bodyguard Mm -hmm. that she had an affair with. Well, not an affair. She had a relationship with after... Her and Charles split. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And she, in one interview, claimed that he was the best lover of her life. Yeah. Get it, girl. And he died in a car accident also. Yeah. So there's conspiracy it's, with it's that a little as well. odd. hmm Yeah. That she would um, slum it, so to speak, mm-hmm. was, was the issue. You know what? Mind your business. Mind your business. If I want to take a guy home with me tonight... It's none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> and if great. she want to be a freak and sell it on the weekend, it's none, it's of, your none of your business. <laughs> Diana's spiritual advisor claimed to have warned her breaks would be tampered with. The pageant investigation found no evidence for these claims, though. Before her death in the infamous 1995 BBC interview with Martin Bashir, Diana claimed that those within the royal household, quote unquote, see me as a threat. Yeah, however, she's badass. Yeah. She doesn't play by the royal rules. Mm-mm. However eerie or striking these premonitions and insider testimony seem, none of these claims in and of themselves prove the theories that she was murdered. 
Photographers were blamed repeatedly and continue to be for Diana's death. The story caught on in part because it reflected a concern that had pursued Diana throughout her life. That interest in her was causing her harm. Yeah. This theory has three specific forms. Okay. The first alleges that the group of paparazzi chased and pushed Diana's Mercedes so that it could make the crash happen. Mm-hmm. The second argues that members of the paparazzi encouraged an environment where a crash could happen. Yeah. Which is what I think happened, yeah. whether intentional or not. Yeah. The third suggests that the paparazzi accidentally created a situation that the conspirators exploited to kill the people in the car. That's what I think. I don't think it was purposeful. I think. It, I, yeah, I don't think it was purposeful. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think they wanted a, a crash to happen. Because it would be good for, oops, it would sell papers. Yeah, but yeah. oops, it killed her. Yeah. Kind of thing. Get them fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> The deadly accident happened while paparazzi were chasing Diana, which has led to the rumors that photographers were in on this morbid scheme, hoping the chase would end in a crash. Diana had won a restraining order against one photographer a year before the crash because she claimed he'd crashed into her car during photo op chases and was using tactics calculated to cause her harm. Numerous people reported seeing flashes as the car headed into the tunnel where it would crash, flashes that were blamed for the crash itself. Hmm. But the problem was that many people reported different flashes at different times from different places. Yeah, yeah. Which could all be true. They could have all happened. If photographers are chasing you, right? flashes are going to move. Um, there were a lot of flashes that night. The photographers following the car and the light of the headlights of other vehicles. Yeah. But none of them appeared to have been malicious or part of a conspiracy. How okay. they could tell that, I don't know. Uh, yeah. But, I thought that's what we were here for. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Official investigations have found that the Mercedes car that Diana was in does seem to have driven quickly in part to escape the photographers. Mm -hmm. But Operation Paget found that was the result of normal behavior by the paparazzi and that they hadn't been participating in any criminal conspiracy. Henry Paul was the head of security at the Ritz Hotel in Paris. But conspiracy theorists believe that he was in the pay of at least one other organization, the security services in France or the UK or both. Okay. He was the one driving the car. Yeah. People who doubt the official course of events say that its central claim about Mr. Paul being drunk at the time of the crash was not only false, but was a lie spread in the media to cover up the killing. And that was done in part by swapping his body with another person so that the toxicological results would appear correct. Wow. I read one thing where they said that they took a suicide victim's body and swapped it out. Shut the. F- so there would be so alcohol and drugs dark. in his system. Oh my god! I really hope that's not the case. For fuck's sake! Oh my god! That is a but whole new level. I read that in one of the articles I had saved, so I didn't include. I mean, I'm telling you anyway, so <laughs> I might as well have. But yeah, it it's fucked up. Wow. Okay. I really okay. hope body swapping was not a thing. Ew. There are a number of reasons people believe this. Mr. Paul did not seem to behave like he was drunk earlier on in the night, for instance. And beliefs about him being in the pay of security services come from the fact that he appeared to have more money than would be expected. And that some security offices have suggested that they may have had a French source inside the hotel. Maybe he was just really good with his money. Maybe. Maybe his grandma sent him a birthday card. I mean, it happens. I'm not good with my money, but I've heard no, other people can do it. I would never have more money than I'm supposed to. Are you kidding? 
I would spin that so fast. Target, here I come. <laughs> I Spirit Halloween, where you at? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would it would never happen to me. <sighs> Ever. But there's no evidence to suggest that either of those things contributed to the crash in any way other than the official account. Okay. Numerous tests showed that Mr. Paul's blood had alcohol in it, though there were mistakes made with the tests. Uh, and repeated checks of those have certified that Mr. Paul had indeed been drinking. Well, yeah, if you keep testing the same sample over and over again, it's going to get Let's you go the exhume same the results. body. We need to exhume the body. <laughs> no. 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 You think it's been too long? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Let the man lie. <laughs> There is perhaps nothing more central to the conspiracy than the car that carried Diana and which would eventually kill her. Conspiracy theorists claim that its route was blocked, that it was driving at an unusual speed, or that something had been tampered with in the car. Everything about the car appeared to be in order. People reported seeing different speeds, and the car was certainly driving fast that night, but there was nothing unusual about the way it was driving, like he wasn't driving erratically or anything. Right. But a large part of the confusion here appears to emerge from the fact that it is simply too difficult to estimate the speed. Yeah. Witnesses who reported different things probably weren't wrong, but it's very difficult to tell how fast something is going when you're outside of it, especially mm -hmm, if you mm -hmm. don't have anything to compare it to. Exactly. Conspiracy theorists believe that doctors allowed Diana to die on purpose. Wait, what? I haven't heard that. Yeah. By not treating her in the proper way... They stopped her from recovering. Most of this revolves around her treatment at the scene of the crash. If she had instead been taken to the nearest hospital and treated there, she may have survived, oh, they say. Oh, okay. Part okay. of the belief in this theory comes from the fact that the French approach to emergency care is simply different from the UK mm -hmm. and the US. Mm -hmm. In France, emergency crews focus on giving treatment at the scene before moving a person to the hospital. In the UK and the US, it's about getting the person up into the hospital as right. soon as you can. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. As the writers of Operation Paget report, such a conspiracy would require a substantial number of expert doctors and other caregivers to both break their ethics and then lie about doing so. Okay. I don't see that being a yeah, possibility. That, 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 yeah. Okay. That didn't happen, they conclude. It's impossible to say whether or not there would have been more success if Diana was taken to the hospital. But either way, doctors have said that it was almost impossible for her to ever survive her injuries. I have a picture of the car yeah, it's, after it's the accident. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, Look at this car and, like, yeah. Yeah. I don't see anybody walking out of there. No. No. They, they did a good job. Yeah. Crashed it. And, you know, I never think about, I never That's think about so stuff like that, like, as far as life-saving policies in different countries. Like, yeah. What do you do when there's an accident? Because, you know, we talk about different countries on the podcast as far as law enforcement is concerned and the court system. We've talked about that a little bit, but I've never thought about, you know, emergency services, life-saving services. I haven't either. It kind of makes sense to try to do all you can do immediately. Yeah. I see that. But if you don't have the necessary the resources, resources yeah. can we move it along? Yeah. And I guess maybe sometimes that can be difficult to determine at 
a crash how, site, just how severe the injuries are. Yeah, like how do you determine at which point? Like, okay, we're done. We can't. That's why do I anything. think carrying the ass to the hospital. Yeah, can is, we just do that? Yeah, because you can't see what's happening internally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I've never thought about that before, how emergency services huh. can be different. This is another one of the most debated Princess Diana theories. The ambulance carrying Princess Diana, who was still alive at the time, passed one hospital without stopping on its way to another hospital farther away from the scene of the crash. Critics claimed that that seemed fishy, especially because she'd been kept at the scene for so long. While treating her on location before getting to the hospital is admittedly different than Brits or Americans might expect. It was common practice for Paris. French paramedics would treat victims as much as they could before moving them rather than getting them to the hospital ASAP. As for the first hospital, the ambulance passed. It wasn't equipped to deal with Diana's injuries. Ah! Even taking the shoulda, coulda, wouldas into account, nothing could have been done to save Diana. The Operation Paget report concluded that. Okay. There are many more theories floating around out there about the cause of Princess Diana's tragic death. Sadly, there is no way to know exactly what happened on that fateful night. There is no doubt that the world lost a kind, compassionate soul. Yeah. And I'll leave you with one last picture of her. It says Diana, and she's dressed all casually and looks fabulous. Oh, I love it. In her 90s mom jeans. Totes (laughs) here for that shit. Oh, my God. That looks like something Monica Geller would wear on Friends. (laughs) And I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it does. Very much. (laughs) But that's my case. Good job. Thanks, friend. All righty, friends. Are you ready for mine? Yes. <laughs> Are you, though? For realsies. Okay. Decided. I went a little bit different. I did two. Mm-hmm. And I chose to go with a little bit of the more far out ones. <laughs> I like far out, man. Yeah, totally far out. Groovy. I'm going to keep my opinions to myself as much as possible. Okay. (laughs) All right. I will not make the same promises. Yeah, it's fine. It is what it is. (laughs) No holds barred. Okay. All right. So my first one is um, the moon landing. Okay. (laughs) Every single argument claiming that NASA faked the moon landings has been discredited. But... Even today, 50 years later, people discuss conspiracy claims online, on television programs, and around the dinner table. That's my favorite topic of discussion. <laughs> right? How was your day? What are your thoughts on the moon? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a serious topic. Yeah. Here's the moon fact. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag moon facts. <laughs> With a powerful amateur telescope, you can see the Apollo landing sites. And if you look at the photos from the Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter, you can also spot the remnants of the Apollo missions yourself. Okay. If you find yourself in a debate questioning whether humankind first stepped on the moon July 20th, 1969, chances are that you are woefully unprepared. (laughs) Most people take it as a gospel that the U.S. government, NASA, and the 12 astronauts in total who have walked on the moon and the 400,000 people involved in the Apollo program would have neither the will nor the way to fake one of humanity's greatest ever achievements. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) movies do pretty good effects. (laughs) So... 
It's true. I, I don't feel like you can really use that one. But there are those who think the landings were a hoax. They claim the U.S. government faked Apollo 11 and later missions either to deal with a crucial blow to the USSR in the space race or to boost NASA funding or to divert attention away from the Vietnam War. Who knows? Okay. The argument for any of these viewpoints rests on finding evidence that the landings were faked. I need evidence. Uh-huh. Show, Show me, me the receipts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and more often than not, people point out peculiarities. There's another one. Mm-hmm in specific images or videos to deal with a crucial blow. If someone uses these oddities as evidence, what do you say, though? Like, here are the most common arguments to support this view and why others say it's wrong. Okay. One of the most popular conspiracy arguments is that there are never any stars in the Apollo photos. Free from Earth's light, pollution, and hazy atmosphere, you would expect to see thousands of stars in all the astronauts' images, right? I never thought about that. But, unfortunately, this argument rests on the photos being snapped during the lunar night. All manned missions to the moon took place in sunny daytime. This meant starlight lost the battle against the very bright surface of the moon, too dim to show up in the photos. I have a picture of them on the moon. Okay. There's no stars. <laughs> I've never thought about that. I, I, yeah. Um, I didn't really either, but. It makes sense. It does. It does. There are there are, really aren't any. So. But. But at the same time. There's a, there's a reason why. There is a reason why there's no stars. Because the sun was too bright. If it were faked, mm-hmm. wouldn't you put stars in it? Oh, we're on the moon. Space is behind us. There would have to be stars. That's a good point. I haven't really thought about it that Some way. Some of those glow-in-the-dark stars like you put on your screen. Oh, your like actual star shape. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have any glow-in-the-dark stars in the background. I so. mean, it made me feel like I was in outer space <laughs> on the ceiling of my room in sixth grade. I put stars on the end of each ceiling blade ceiling fan blade so when i turned on my ceiling fan it was a circle <laughs> that would have freaked me out man <laughs> that would have been too much it I was the moon <laughs> feel like you're at a rave <laughs> glow stick spinning no thank you please <laughs> all right okay back to reality <laughs> oh yeah okay <laughs> Another common argument is that the crosshairs that appear in many Apollo images sometimes appear to be behind the objects in the photos. I couldn't find any photos to support this. Okay. (laughs) If the images were real, this would be impossible, suggesting someone painted them on. But testing here on Earth has shown that the brightly lit objects make the crosshairs appear fainter. When these images are copied or scanned, some of this detail is lost completely, giving the effect that the crosshair is behind the effects of certain shots. That makes sense. I found the, but well, behind the objects. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Words. Others point to an oddity in a photo of a moon rock taking during the Apollo 16 mission. There appears to be a C written on it, like a lettered movie prop. Again, analyzing the original photo, there is no anomaly The C isn't there. Most likely, it was a piece of hair or thread introduced during copying. I have a photo of it. Okay. Um, It really does look like a C. 
Um, but it looks like it doesn't belong to me. Yeah. It it, it kind of looks photoshopped or like yeah. it, like it's it's really not supposed to be there. Yeah. So I I don't know. It'd just be dirt or a hair or something on yeah, the lens. Yeah. It it really or... could be anything. A more subtle argument that the landings were faked is based on various misunderstandings of NASA equipment and lunar physics. A well-known example is the American flag that Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin placed on the moon. It appears to flutter in the wind in some photos, but how could this happen when the moon has no wind? Well, in fact, it isn't fluttering at all. A horizontal rod at the top of the pole holds the flag unfurled. This makes it look like the wind is stopping it from hanging down, and there is a fluttering effect because the weak gravity on the moon is not strong enough to uncrumple the flag, so it, like, is compressed. Okay. That's why it looks wrinkly. After a little waving, um, while the astronauts planted the flags into the moon's surface, they have remained still ever since. Interesting. Perhaps the most convincing argument that the landings were faked has to do with the something called the Van Allen belts. These are two giant donut-shaped belts surrounding the Earth. I like donuts. I do, too. <laughs> they are made of highly energetic charged particles from the solar wind. Some people believe humans couldn't pass through these belts without being exposed to lethal doses of radiation. That was a genuine concern before the Apollo missions. And it is the reason scientists behind Apollo 11 made sure they protected the astronauts as best they could. They insulated the spacecraft from radiation with an aluminum shell, and they chose a trajectory from the Earth to the moon, which minimized the amount of time spent in the Van Allen belts. I have a picture okay, of, yeah. of what these donuts look like around the Earth. <laughs> I feel stupid because I had no idea what the fuck that was. I've done space stuff that I've never heard of Van Allen belts before in my entire life. That's an interesting picture. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a pretty good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I it looks did, like a big donut. I didn't know what that was. Okay. Van Allen belt. Yeah. All right. Readings from the nine Apollo missions that reached the moon showed the astronauts' average radiation exposure was .46 in rad radiation absorbed dose. Okay. This proved NASA was right to shield the astronauts from radiation. Though it's less than experienced by some nuclear energy workers, 0.46 rad is around 10 times more than the radiation exposure of medical professionals who routinely work with x-ray and radiotherapy machines. All right. Of course, until we return to the moon, there will always be anomalies and oddities in the records that can spark new claims that the moon landings were faked. But it is the sheer size and variety of this record that proves every one of these claims to be false. From the Apollo moon missions, there are 8,400 publicly available photos, thousands of of hours of video footage, a mountain of scientific data, and full transcripts and audio recordings of all air-to-ground conversations. We even have 382 kilograms of moon rock that Apollo astronauts have brought back to Earth. I want some moon rock. I do too. These rocks have been independently verified as lunar by laboratories around the world, ruling out a U.S. conspiracy. I wonder how they know. Yeah, like, what do you have to compare it to? Like, how do you know it's a moon rock, though? Yeah. I wonder what's different about it. You know, what sets it apart? I don't know. Probably the minerals in it or something. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I guess I got to Google I don't know. I, pro- I probably should have Googled that. 
Gotta Google moon rock. Go for it. If this is not enough to convince the most hardened skeptic, NASA's Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter, LRO, might sway them. Today, LRO takes high-resolution pictures of the lunar surface from low orbit. During its mission, it has captured the landing sites and the abandoned descent modules and rovers from the Apollo missions. And its resolution is so good, it has picked up the dark, squiggly past that the astronauts' footprints made. Spacecraft from China, India, and Japan have also spotted these landing sites, providing further independent verification of the landings. I have a photo. Okay. You can see where they landed. You can see all their little tracks. Look at that. Little trails. Looks like a slug trail. It does. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of pretty close to what I was thinking. (laughs) Yeah, looks like slug trails. Okay, so I googled the moon rock thing. Okay, what does it say? And you're exactly right. It's the um, chemical composition. It says, because of the simplicity of lunar mineralogy, lunar rocks have predictable chemical compositions. Nearly all the aluminum is in plagioclase, and nearly all the iron and magnesium are pyrazine, olivine, and ilmenite. So, yeah, it's just the kind of rock, like, okay, I guess we ain't got those here. Apparently not. Yeah, so you were right. It's the... Minerals, chemicals. Oh my god, I was right about something. Look at you, you know things. Apparently. Look at you, you assume correctly. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. Mm -hmm. I will take it as a win. Right is right. Yeah. Yeah, right yeah. is right. No right is how, right. You no are right. You <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. All right. Last little bit about the moon. A final nail in the coffin of the moon hoax theories is a simple instrument installed 50 years ago by Apollo 11. During their day on the moon, Armstrong and Aldrin planted a lunar laser ranging retroflector array on the surface. Fuck. (laughs) That's lots of words. (laughs) A lunar laser ranging reflector array. Okay. Retro reflector. Retro reflector. Array. Yeah. That's too much. It's too much. It's too much. Okay. Armstrong and Aldrin, bunch of sciencey words. Go. Okay. It's still operational today and allows us to reflect lasers off of it and measure the distance to the moon down to the centimeter. Okay. I'm okay. <laughs> we simply couldn't do this if we hadn't visited the moon. Cool. So. <laughs> so we're using freaking laser beams <laughs> to reflect off the moon. Yeah. That, um, that picture that I showed you of the moon. Has like in that uh, intrepid descent stage arrow. Uh-huh. That's where the reflector is in that little thingy. Nice. All righty. <laughs> Here we go. Let's jump to the lizard people. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All I'm hearing right now is crab people, crab people. Of course. Of course you would. (laughs) Everything's fine. Not crab people. They don't have pinchers. Lizard people. They have tongues. (laughs) Another reason we can't be videoed. 
right. The lizard people conspiracy murders slash a little bit of the Nashville bombing. Like oh two sentences. God. Oh my God. Because that's kind of how it all like came into light. <laughs> all right. I'm just going to do it. The deadly capital siege was fueled by far-out conspiracy theorists, including Ashley Babbitt, a QAnon reporter fatally shot by police as she tried to reach breach a barricaded doorway. This was the bombing. Okay. It kind of, like, just jumped into it. Um, so I kept it. Okay. I didn't know how else to start it. So anyway, it'll make sense in a second. Meanwhile, federal investigators are still looking into the belief system of Anthony Quinn Warner, who made statements about a conspiracy of lizard people taking over the planet before the explosion that damaged 41 buildings and injured three people in Nashville, Tennessee, on Christmas Day. Okay. Well, that's a lot to take in. It's a lot to take in. Okay. I chose not to focus on that. Okay. Um, I skipped ahead. So, the notion of shape-shifting, blood-sucking reptilian humanoids invading Earth to control the human race sounds like a cheesy sci-fi plot. Mm -hmm. But it's actually a very old trope with disturbing links to anti-immigrant and Mm anti-Semitic hostiles dating to the late 19th century. Bonkers? Sure. Harmless? Definitely not. I don't, I, look, <laughs> I don't know. Let's see what happened. Law enforcement sources say Warner's writings indicate his interest in a number of conspiracy theories, including the lizard people takeover. He may, ha- yeah, he may have even had a pastime of hunting such aliens in the park. Okay. <laughs> what know. a nice little troll through the park. There you go, Warner. Before the blast, the Nashville bombing, um, Warner sent packages to friends filled with material expounding on his bizarre worldview. They included a letter that began, Hey, dude, you will never believe what I found in the park. <laughs> Quote, Bro. unquote. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Look at this shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> The world ruled by lizard people fantasy shot into importance in recent years, in part through the ramblings of David Ike. Ick. His last name is Ick. But it said (laughs) Ick. I mean, it said Ike, but I say Ick. It looks like Ick to me. I think you're Ick, David. Um, He's a popular British sports reporter turned conspiracy theorist known for his eccentric ideas. He used to be a football player. Ick would have you believe that a race of reptilian beings not only invaded Earth, but that it also created a genetically modified lizard-human hybrid race (laughs) called the Babylonian Brotherhood. (laughs) Which he maintains is busy plotting a worldwide fascist state. Of course. The sinister plot of global reptilian elites boasts a membership list including former President Barack Obama, Queen Elizabeth II of Great Britain, former federal chairman Alan Greenspan, and Mick Jagger. Of course. Of course. (laughs) Look at this list of people (laughs) and Mick Jagger. And Mick Jagger. Okay. What? All right. That tracks. It all tracks. Totally. (laughs) You're following along, right? Oh, yeah. It totally makes complete 100% Mm -hmm. sense. Okay. 
This concept is embraced by a variety of internet conspiracy mongers, including far-right QAnon adherents, one of whom, whom was accused in 2019 of murdering his own brother because he thought he was a lizard. Sir. As are you share blood. <laughs> if he is a lizard, aren't you? I mean... All right. <laughs> All right. As many as 12 million Americans believed in this lizard people conspiracy in a 2013 public policy polling survey. Surely some of those people are lying. It's 12 million people. Can they're like, nobody's going to believe this shit. I dare you. I dare you. I'm going to check. Yes. Just for the fun of it. Bet you won't. Bit. You know what happens when you dare me. <laughs> no, that's what I'm I'm gonna check the box. That's what's got that's what happened. That has to be what that's happened. That's what happened. Twelve million Twelve Americans. million six million Britneys dared six million Amandas to check the box, and that's what happened. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jeez. <laughs> Cannot even. Um, it's safe to to assume that the number is actually higher today. Yes, because <laughs> mass hysteria. <laughs> the conceit has roots in the second half of the 19th century when the Industrial Revolution, Darwin's theory of evolution, and rapid, rapid scientific advances upturned time-honored traditional ways of life. <gasps> oh, my God. Leaving people unsettled and unsure what to believe. It emerged more strongly toward the end of the century when anxieties about perceived outsiders, especially Jewish ones, mm. um, were fueled by waves of immigrants flooding urban centers in Great Britain and the United States in search of economic prosperity and religious freedom. I mean, who doesn't want that? Mm-hmm. The tide of immigrants ignited cultural conflicts as well as health and sanitation crises in cities that lacked adequate infrastructure for the millions of arrivals. Amid this turmoil, a colorful array of gurus and charismatic figures arrived on the scene claiming secret knowledge of world affairs and answers to burning questions. Mm. They not uh, not everybody with an immediate answer is the way to go like this just because they have a simple solution doesn't mean that it's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. The writings of the Russian-born mystic Helena, Helena, Helena Blavatsky. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did it. Yeah, the did. founder of philosophy. No, theosophy. Theosophy. Yeah, bristle with cosmic energies and mysterious knowledge, including her claim of an ancient race of dragonmen from a lost continent, mentioned in her esoteric 1888 publication. The Secret Doctrine. You did it. I did it. <laughs> Yay! Do I get? Did I get a star sure. on the chart? Oh, FYI. So we mentioned the behavior chart last week. So um, we were all good girls this week. No, they weren't. I felt soft. She did go a little soft on us. She bought us cookies. I, I am I, here for this behavior chart. I was feeling bad because. I I don't know why. I'm nice. I try to pretend like I'm not. I'm nice. Yeah, but she's actually a big softie. And I moved everybody up a category. Some people did um, not deserve Randa, it. I moved up like four categories. <laughs> oh. She doesn't listen, so whatever. 
She's going to start. Here's my quote fingers. She's going to start listening, but hasn't yet. So this is that what nice she told little, you? Yeah, nice little treat. <laughs> we like Randa. Don't, don't get don't get it twisted. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they got they got cookies today. I mean, there were oh, some wow. moments during the week. I got moved way down one day. Well, people just because I opened my fucking mouth. People kept touching my stuff. First of all, <laughs> don't touch my stuff. Stop touching my stuff. And like I'm not going to notice if you move your own name. I, that was not me. I didn't do it. That's I didn't why Randa got in trouble. Oh, she swapped with Dawn, and they were on way different ends of the chart. Well, look, you got to cut us some slack, and I appreciate the cookies because it's the first week. We're like toddlers. We're going to test out those boundaries. Mm-hmm. See, test some limits. How far over the line can Next we go? Next week is going down for real. Just cracking down. Mm-hmm. Getting that whip out. Mm-hmm. I'm a little scared. Some of these people are going to be sorry they asked to be on the behavior chart. Because y'all... I didn't ask. I bought this behavior <laughs> chart for my department of four people. Four people. <laughs> There's 10 people on the chart because a couple people were just put on there with because others wanted them on there. And then a couple people specifically asked to be on the chart. Yeah. It's a whole, it has become a thing. I mean, I feel flattered that I'm included. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Anywho, we were talking about Helena. Oh, let's go look at a picture of her. Have fun with that. I'm just going to let you go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe some reptilian eyes. Helena has frightening eyes. They're scaring me. They're, they're, they're bulbous. They're <laughs> a little bulbous bit. Bulbous eyes. A little bit. Yes. It's like our cryptid. Wink, wink. She has RBF like no tomorrow. She looks like she is fed up over the shit she has done. Like chin in hand. Yeah, she tired. She's done. she tired. You know, she look God. She looks like a Tim Burton character. <laughs> yeah. Like if they made a Corpse Bride too, she could Ooh, be Victoria Everdot's grandmother. <gasps> totally. She looks like a Tim Burton character. <sighs> All right. Well, well, there we are with that. Her florid imagination influenced a slew of artists and writers, including as political science scientists. Michael Barkun? Barkun? Barkin. 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 He's Barkin. Michael Barkin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Michael Barkin (laughs) notes, one Robert E. Howard, um, his widely popular Conan the Barbarian stories in the early 20th century featured reptilian humanoids who deploy their shape-changing and mind-control talents to dominate humanity. So it all, you know, it just goes back to Conan the Barbarian. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) With Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Okay. So. I'm sorry. If. Yeah. If the lizard people Mm -hmm. from Conan. Mm Mm-hmm. Are real. Then wouldn't the penguin from Batman be real? God, I hope not. Wouldn't. That's creepy. Wouldn't the sand dude from Spider-Man be real? That would make so many things possibly real. Yeah. Tremors. 
Aliens the movie. Like that could Oh God. Okay. I didn't watch that. What? There's like twenty of them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see <laughs> I think there's six. Seven. I don't know. I've seen zero of them. Oh my god! Me and my parents used to watch those like religiously as a kid. That's not appealing to me. They're so good. I don't like. I don't know. I'm more of a psychological thriller kind of gal, not a sci-fi kind of gal. This one's a little bit different. It's got all kinds of shit in it. It's aliens in action. I'm not. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, but they also have those little ones that, like, attach to your face, and they wrap their tail around your neck, and then they lay their eggs in you. Like, it's creepy. Okay, <laughs> that's creepy. Gross. That doesn't make me want to watch it. The that's big gross. aliens didn't freak me out. It was the little egg layers that that's gross. Okay, attach I your face. I will say, there was one, like, sci-fi horror movie that I did kind of like. This is very Britney telling, because a what lot of people hated this movie. What? The Faculty. <gasps> I just watched that with Asher the other night. <laughs> I liked that movie. It's so good. Now, granted, <laughs> when it came out, I had a crush on Josh Hartnett. Because, oh, well, I, I yeah. still do. <laughs> Hello. And any movie that featured an emo slash goth gal, I was here for. Oh, hell yes. So it, that drew me in. We watched The Faculty and Disturbing Behavior. Yeah. I am enlightening my kid. Yeah, razor right. See, Ashton's only five, so we're like... You can't do that yet. We're doing goosebumps yeah, and yeah. shit like that right now. That's how they get started. He watched Beetlejuice for the first time. Yes! Yeah. So good. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to be doing a... um. I know! With Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. I hope that's true. Mm-hmm. Please be true. <sighs> I love Johnny Depp. I love him so much. I know so many people have canceled him, but I do not give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I still like him. Sorry, Stephen, but I'd run away with Johnny Depp. In a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. All right, back to the lizard people. Well, now we're going to talk about vampires. (laughs) Okay. I'm here for a vampire. (laughs) Bram Stoker's Dracula, the 1897 tale of a Romanian vampire who plans to take over London using his renowned shape-shifting abilities, also carries trace of this trope. No, it does not. Look. (sighs) It was in the article, so... I, Lizard people, you cannot take away you my vampires. You cannot take Dracula. <laughs> Don't take Dracula from me. Leave him alone. I, okay. <laughs> Leave Dracula alone. <laughs> Gosh. He's been through enough. He just wants to sleep. <laughs> and then he's going to come back and post videos on Instagram, Dancing with Knives. Now they've just ruined Dracula. Oh, God. That's a whole other can of worms. Just continue. (laughs) I'm going to have to totally disregard that and keep going. Okay. The Count possesses a number of reptilian qualities from his association with the knightly order of the dragon, from which his name derives, to his cold-blooded nature and talent for shimmying down walls, lizard fashion. (laughs) I shimmied for you. That was the feet. And I think it was more bat-like. Yeah. Not lizard-like. It wasn't lizard-like. It was more, yeah. <laughs> Come on, lizard people, do better. <laughs> you can't take everything. You can't have it all. The Jews and Dracula. Can we leave them alone? <laughs> leave them alone. 
Dracula's protruding teeth, pointed ears, and blood-sucking habits mark him as a species apart, a motif of othering, whatever the fuck that is, quote-unquote, read by some critics as code for Jewishness. Stop it! (laughs) Now! (laughs) That's what I said! Look! Leave the Jews alone! (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? His protruding teeth, pointed ears, and blood-sucking habits... What? Mark him as a fucking bat. (laughs) He's a vampire bat. I don't see these connections. I'm not dotting to dot this. I don't see it. It's not connecting. I've never met a blood-sucking Jew. (laughs) But I might want (laughs) to. Amanda, what is wrong with you? Oh, my God. She's canceled. It's the bucket. (laughs) She is canceled. That is so, that's terrible. That's terrible. I hate that entire sentence. All right. You're going to hate more. Okay. From this perspective, Stoker's book is a part of the British response to the increasing numbers of Jewish, Jewish immigrants arriving from Eastern Europe. The vampire is a stealthy invader, passing as a proper citizen, but secretly plotting domination and destruction. Because he's a vampire! <laughs> This is what they do. That's what they do. Oh, how does that really? Look, I don't. I don't know. Blood sucking, as Stephanie Winkler observes, is a common metaphor for greed, a trait that often linked to Anglo Jews associated with banking and stock trading, which is terrible. I feel like they are reaching really, really, really far. And you know, I I really, really hate that stereotype. I do too. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm reporting. It's fine. It's, a, it's fine. We're just going to know that Stephanie Winkler sucks. Yeah. Winkler. I don't like her. I don't like her. Okay. Okay. Continue. Okay. This coupling of Jewishness and greedy blood sucking gained, mo- gained momentum as wealthy British Jews, such as banker Baron Lionel de Rothschild. Here for this name. I love the name. Yeah. Um, He was admitted to the House of Commons in 1858 and gained influence in society. Oh, so he was a successful Jewish man. Yes. And fuck off all y'all. Slash vampire. God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Eventually, paranoia that Jews, though through their financial power and connections to royalty, would seize the opportunity to take over an empire facing ever more complex challenges helped drive the mounting anti-Semitism. Just because these... Because they're successful and they didn't get it. Who were smart Mm -hmm. and managed their money well Mm -hmm. and were well-connected happened to be Jewish. Mm Mm-hmm. Fuck off all of you. I know. You all suck. Today's internet postings by conspiracy theorists often carry traces of just the sort of anti-immigrant and anti-Semitic tensions that show up in history whenever segments of the population feel betrayed by elites and fear of loss of their own social and economic status. Just like what we just mm-hmm. said. Well, what's happening now? Yeah. Uh, ever-growing, ever-changing, but still a parent problem. 
Okay, just I moving from one ethnic group to another or one religious group to another. All throughout time, people suck. Okay, continue. Yeah, another person. Yeah, let's bring Ick back into it, shall we? <sighs> Ick. Ick, who wrote a theosophical work about the origins of Earth. Oh, because I'm sure Ick knows everything. <laughs> okay, sorry. Also endorses the infamous anti-Semitic forgery, the protocols of the elders of Zion. Which appeared in 1903 and was likely created by the Russian Tsar's secret police. Henry Ford, for one, helped circulate the pamphlet, which purported to reveal a secret Jewish society conspiring to control the banks, the media, and ultimately the entire earth. Though it was quickly discredited, the Nazis used it as propaganda. Henry Ford. Henry Ford. Go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> Go work on your cars. <laughs> Henry Ford, go to your room. What is wrong with people? So much. I say this at least once a day. Some people's kids. Oh. Oh, Lord. Okay. It denies animosity between Jewish toward Jewish people. But whether he is or isn't deliberating using the notion of reptilian invaders as coded Semitism, it is nonetheless the case that the idea tends to circulate. As writer Mika Jart, Jarte, Jart. I don't know, but that's so I like it. Much double letters in her name. M I I K K A J A A R T E points out okay. among neo Nazis, Illuminati conspiracy proponents, and various other groups that, that insist that we are being manipulated by sinister puppeteers who often just happen to be Jewish. Man, y'all suck. They're reaching. Yeah. The lizard takeover with its Jewish ball links has unfortunately become so commonplace that it even made an appearance in Netflix's high sci-fi series, The Umbrella. Hit. They're hit sci-fi. Hit. hit. I said high. High sci-fi. Are you? Are you? I am not. <laughs> Maybe I should be. <laughs> so, The Umbrella Academy. The Umbrella Academy. Have you watched that? I've tried. I wanted to watch it. I put it on my watch list, but I just don't it's get to watch bad. things. It's not bad. I started it thinking maybe Asher would like it as well, mm -hmm. and we could watch it together. But she was like, nah, I'm not into it. Mm -hmm. So we watched like two episodes. I didn't think it was that bad. Like, I could probably get into it. It's rare that I get to, like, watch a new series. It has to really, like, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, I usually go... Usually the time I have to watch TV or a movie or something like that, it's doing double duty. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm doing something else at the same time, so I don't watch brand new stuff very often. I usually resort to things I've seen a million times, so if I miss part of it, it's not that big a deal. Gotcha. But I haven't got to watch that yet. I mean, it looked pretty Maybe good. Maybe I'll give it a go. It's still on my list. I, I, I recommend it. And now I know that there's lizard people. And now there's show. lizard people, so. Yeah. Podcast research. Jewish <laughs> lizard people. God. God. Um, so the Umbrella Academy Academy is now taking some heat for its alleged use of anti-Semitic tropes in the form of a shadowy society of lizard people who run the world, complete with a Yiddish-speaking villain. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. History shows that when panic is rising, institutions seem to be failing and the masses feel betrayed by the wealthy elites, finding scapegoats that can seem alluring. 
If charismatic influencers are able to channel the grievances towards secret cabals, immigrants, and religious groups, eventually something terrible is likely to happen. <laughs> oh my God. History shows something terrible is likely to happen. We could have cut out the whole middle and just made that <laughs> sentence. History shows something terrible is likely to happen. Yeah. Oh can can we not? Can we not? So. Well, that was I great. Think, I think, <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Fred. I couldn't resist. I had to oh do, I had to do them. I had to. I mean, there's a few others like, um, the flat earth thing and um, Paul McCartney died back in 1966. I almost did that. Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Avril Lavigne is dead. And she's like, I read a direct quote from her. She was like, that's just stupid. <laughs> I love exactly. Avril. I love her too. Maybe we'll do a conspiracy theories 2.0 so we can hit some of these other little ones. Yeah. There's, so there's stick this some, back on the list. There's some cuckoo yeah. banana shit out there, y'all. Cause the Avril Lavigne story is really <laughs> more my cup of tea. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But, um, yeah, there's so much, like, craziness out there. Maybe next time I'll make us some tinfoil hats for for recording. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear an Avril Lavigne necktie and gloves and tinfoil hat. There you go. <laughs> I'm here for that outfit. I will take photos. Okay. Whether you want me to or Apparently not. Apparently you're not participating, though, by the way. I'll figure talking. out a different outfit. Okay. You've got that look under control. You can be a lizard person gonna, with a tinfoil hat. I might. Oh, I didn't. I forgot. I have a picture of a lizard person. Oh, well, let's look at it real quick. I totally forgot. Oh, my cock. <laughs> oh, my cock. <laughs> well, that's great. <laughs> Wait, I already closed it out. Hold on. Let me get back to it. It won't open. Well, this is, in fact, not an actual lizard person. <laughs> it says real, though. It is a lizard. It's a government official as a Komodo dragon. <laughs> and it's but it great. says that it's real. It le legit says the real. The interweb said it. It's With true. With a period. It's true. So they it's mean business. It's all caps. It's Mick Jagger. They shouted it at us. <laughs> So there you go. Is that where the moves like Jagger comes in? Because he's got a lizard tongue. <laughs> yes. From now on, yes. Okay. <laughs> now it all makes sense. That's why Adam Levine has moves like Jagger. <laughs> lizard people tongue. Mm. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Let's um. Let's move to the next segment, please. <laughs> yes. yes. Let's let's please. All right. It's time for Guess, Guess That, that Cryptid! Whatever. All the do's. All the do's. All the do's. That's enough. And, and whatever pattern, <laughs> pattern? You choose, pattern you choose to put them in. <laughs> okay. It's fine. So it is time for our cryptid clue. We haven't had anyone, no one's guess. guess at all. Come on, people, get it together. They're scared. Well, I don't bet you won't. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I triple dog dare you. Triple dog dare you. Now you bitch. have to stick your tongue <laughs> on the light pole. Now you gotta. <laughs> 
skipped the whole double dog and went to the triple. Triple dog mm-hmm. motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. So. <laughs> We're done bullying you. Let's give you the next clue. <laughs> Here's how this works. We have a few different cryptids in mind that we've chosen for the season. Mm-hmm. And every time somebody guesses one right. They get a prize. They get a prize. A mystery prize. But you can only guess once. Each cryptid. You get a lizard person headband. (laughs) I'm lying. I would never do that. Nipple belts for everybody. (laughs) Nipple belts all around. They're on Amazon. Get ready, bitches. (laughs) Oh, my God. But it'll have our logo on it. (laughs) A nipple belt with ONC logo. (laughs) On the belt buckle. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god obnoxious country belt buckle with our logo yes, on it yes on that's the exactly belt. what i'm thinking okay so expect that in your mailbox no <laughs> that's what you're getting for christmas i would never do that i would never do it i can't i can't even buy one for myself as a joke like i just can't the fact that you even know amazon has nipple belts <laughs> is slightly disturbing well it's when we were doing that episode the cannibal episode and i like having to google stuff and it popped up on amazon <laughs> they have the oh lampshade god. oh my god amazon you do too much i'm gonna need you to calm your ass down no don't i love it i'm here for it <laughs> All right. All let's, right. So let's give them the clue. Cryptid number four. Clue number four. Four for four. Ooh, I Wendy's love four those. for four. They're so good. Anyways. <laughs> all right. All right. So are you ready? I'm ready. It has poisonous salivary glands or salivary. Salivary. However you know. would like to say it. <laughs> it's either way. One more time again. It has poisonous salivary glands. There you go. We're going to have to get some more clues. That's all we got. <laughs> oh, shit. It's fine. Well, we it's did fine. decide to be a little bit more vague on this one. So, y'all, y'all were doing so good. And now you're not guessing at all. At all. Do we need to get. We'll, okay, next week we'll give a little bit more if this doesn't get We'll anything. toss you a softball. If Just we Google have all to. the clues that we've given you. What cryptid has, boss? You carry blah, blah, a Google blah, machine blah, blah, in your blah, hand blah, every blah, day. Blah, and blah. Like, I'm not going to repeat the clues for you. You're going to have to go on our socials and catch up with those. Every one of you bitches has a Google machine in your hand every day. Every one of you. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to hear your excuses. Mm -hmm. We're still bullying them. (laughs) We love you. Use the interweb. (laughs) We do it all the time. Every day. Every day. Okay. So, uh, go make your guesses. Yeah. Come back next week, please. You hear? <laughs> Y'all come back now. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I'm gonna go though. Yep. Bye. Bye bye. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to visit us on Facebook and Instagram for episode picks and announcements. Please rate and review on Apple, Spotify, and Facebook. We want to give a huge shout out to Stephen Goetzky for editing, Craig Weaver for music, and our very own Amanda Hagen for art. We'll talk at you next week.